I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. You can join the conversation anytime at 270-883-1617. We're ready to believe you. You know, that's better than it has any right to be. You know, every time I'm feeling tired, feeling sad, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling whatever, two things are guaranteed to pick me up. Number one, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, which is us right here. Number two, the always rising price of Dogecoin. <laughs> they got money for dogs now. You know that's right. We are here as... The intro says it is better than it has any right to be. I am Chris. I am also Chris. Buddy, how are you? Man, I'm telling you, earlier today I was tired. I was probably grumpy. I don't know. I think I'm always a peach, but I might have been grumpy. Can't tell. But now we're here. I'm having a great time. How are you? Thirsty. Very, very thirsty. I got an Instagram account, though. Oh, no, you mean that. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Hey, buddy. Uh, today we are going with something I've never had before. It is the Braxton Triple Dry Hopped Tro- Tropic Flare New England Style IPA. That's a lot of fucking words. New England Style. It's full of chowder. It's got some clams in there. They use the mayo gun to help make the crab roll. Put it. It's real lobster. One day, I'm going to do an episode entirely in my fake New England accent, <laughs> and we're just going to see if I can trick people into thinking that that's really what I sound like. It's not, you but can, we're going to try. You can do that, and I can use my really bad um, fake Irish accent. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that will offend my people. <laughs> I mean, good. it's my people, too. That's, that's, that is true, you know. But, uh, yeah, we are... Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. We are your friends with benefits with an all new episode. And man, I did. I got in. I, we we talked about it before. First of all, I'm trying out a new, uh, a brand new pop filter. Uh, so I'm going to see how this works. Um, and when I play, when we do the playback, when I when I hear how it sounds, I'm going to hear how all of my pops sound instead. Okay. Because I got this new filter, and uh, I'm not going to apologize if the Amazon assassins are out there. I'm not going to apologize because I bought one. It was like six bucks on Amazon, right? Amazon's got everything, and they're going to give it to me in a day. Uh, so I'm going to buy it from them. Wait, and, you told me you wanted me to give it to you. Oh, uh, you give it to me uh, quicker than a day. So <laughs> it's like that. Someone's- some would say too quick, yeah, but you know, that just means there's yeah. more time to cuddle. And so I ordered it six bucks, whatever comes the next day. And I'm like, why did they send me such a big bag for it? Like, why'd they send me a big box for this? It's, it's a, it's a pop filter. It's not that big a deal. And it turns out that they, apparently when they come from the manufacturer, they wrap them in sets of two. Oh, so they gave me a set of two. Nice. So, needless to say, the next time I see you, if you want a pop filter, I've got one for you. 
Well, sure. Because it was free. So I uh, hooked it up. And, of course, uh, I ordered it last, like, Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, it'll be here by the time we record on Tuesday. Sure shit, it came on Wednesday. So, <laughs> because Jeff Bezos can suck my dick. So, suck it. Uh, until he starts accepting Dogecoin. And then we'll be friends again. So, they got money for dogs now. You know that's right. So, uh, so this is the first episode that I'm actually using it. So we're going to see how it sounds compared to previous episodes when I say my S words and P words. We're going to see how it, if, if, I, if I pop worse than I, I did before. So we'll find out. But um, no, I, I literally have like five people in the office uh, now super into checking the daily by the minute price of Dogecoin. It's kind of become a it's like sweeping everybody. I'm trying not to say that they got money for dogs line every time you say Dogecoin. Have, have I have I explained that to you? No, I'm just here for the ride. So uh, NXT Takeover, like one of the ones, uh, apparently Cameron Grimes like actually made a shit ton of money off of like the GameStop and Dogecoin stuff. Oh wow! So on this takeover, like he hadn't been on TV for a bit, so like in between matches, they like show outside and he like pulls up in this like nice, like, like they show this Lamborghini and they show someone getting out. Like you see boots, you see like tight jeans, it pans up and there's just Cameron Grimes, like looking like his hillbilly self. <laughs> and he just keeps repeating the phrase. I got so much money. It ain't even funny. <laughs> gets out, gets out of the ring and he starts talking about how he made all this money off video games, video games. And then he's like, yeah. And then you know what? They got money for dogs now. Is <laughs> his whole gimmick is that he's a, like a redneck. I like it. I mean, he is a redneck. Well, like yeah, he, you know. he's like one of the, like later Omega wrestling, like the Hardy group, like one of those trainees. Oh so. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Sugar so. Shane Helms. Ugh. Yeah, hey, don't be hating on the hurricane. Don't hate on the hurricane. Don't I do love the hurricane. Don't hate on the hurricane. I'm surprised you still you still like Hurricane, even though he's yeah. he's gone after Sean in a couple of, like shoot interviews. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've come to terms with the fact that I can like people that don't like each other. Fair. Uh, and you know, it, it it sometimes puts me in a precarious position. Like when I meet them at a convention, it sometimes puts me in a spot where I'm like, ah, this guy's not really friends with one of my other people that I like. So I'm just going to have to pretend, uh, like I had to, when I approached, um, you know, uh, Jason, David Frank, I had to pretend that I didn't think he was a douchebag. And <sighs> so, you know, acting. That's or, you know, when someone lets their annoying ass child just pester you for oh. an hour, you have to pretend like the kid's not a pain in the ass. I have never in my life ever wanted to just strangle the shit out of a minor more than I did that day. Yeah. And then we both, I wanted to take that kid's lifeless body and use it as some sort of bat or club and beat the father half to death. Yeah. Cause at some point the dad like literally just turned his back to us and was basically like, y'all get to watch my kid while I yeah. sit here and talk to these other people. See, so in turn, we just fucking turned our backs to the kid too. Cause yeah. you know what? Wasn't our responsibility. No. And if I had any cocaine left, I would have given it to him. 
like how you use the word left. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. I oh, did that intentionally. Not. Yeah. If yes. I had, if I had any cocaine left that I hadn't licked from the bag, I would have given it to him and then been like, man, your kid's hooked on drugs now. What are you going to do? Shitty Fuck dad. You, dude. Shitty dad. So that, uh, it's a thing that happens, you know? So, um, I had a, uh, I had a weird experience this week, by the way. Into it, let's hear it. Uh, and this will jump right into uh, something for us to talk about. Okay. So I was um, I was listening to some music, right? And all of a sudden, randomly, in my head, you're going to be like, this is the weirdest thing, but I swear, I swear there's a point. So the song popped in my head. And now randomly, like, all of a sudden, at some point, like... You'll get you'll, you either like a, a sight or a smell or something that you hear or like a phrase, like something will pop in your head that will instantly like it's some memory that you forgot that you ever had. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mm-hmm. was I was sitting there and I was like all of a sudden in my in my head. The uh, the song from that god awful movie, I've never even seen the movie. I think it's called Duets. It's got Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis in it. And they do they do this song, uh they do their version of it's it Huey Lewis has a solo version on one of his albums, but it's called uh uh Cruisin'. And it's Huey Lewis uh of Huey Lewis and the News Fame and Gwyneth Paltrow doing a uh, duet of this song. And all of a sudden for whatever reason part of the song got into my head okay. and, I, and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, at one point in my life, I knew every single word to that song because for the three weeks that I worked at a McDonald's, when I would mop, when I would sweep up and mop up the lobby, that song would come on every single day. And so, like, that song now, like, when I think of it, when I hear it, when I, anything, like, that's the only thing I can think of is sweeping up the McDonald's lobby when I am 16 years old, learning all the words to Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> singing Cruisin'. Like, that was a snapshot of my life at that point in time. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, okay. so... I don't know why it happened. Like, I guess there was, I was listening, I heard some song that like sounded similar and I was like, oh yeah, there's that song. And then I was like, man, that was my life at the time. And then like now, so like, of course I went to YouTube, pulled it up again and I started listening to it and I was like, yeah, like I can picture in my mind, like in the lobby, like I'm sweeping up, I'm sweeping up, I'm sweeping up. And then it's like later on the song, I'm like, oh, now I got the mop mop in that corner gotta move that chair like i remember the mop routine like because that song like ev like legitimately every single night at right around the same time that song would play and so i knew that like it was like a classical it was like classic conditioning that that meant cleaning the lobby before we close so it was super weird because it was all of a sudden I was like, man, like bad trip, bad trip, bad trip. Dude does not want 
And, um, but yeah, so I was, I was back 16 years old, uh, mopping a McDonald's lobby in Yarmouth, Maine. Um, I believe it's still there. Um, and I was Yarmouth, Maine or the McDonald's. Yes. Both of them. (laughs) Uh, uh, they're coming up on no joke. Uh, in another couple months, it will be the Yarmouth clam festival. So many inappropriate jokes. Yeah, it's uh, where you can, uh, if you're a single guy, you go pick up the. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> it's gonna stop. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a weird, like weird moment for me. It was just odd. In that uh, same vein, um, a couple years ago, because you know we had to have themes for like summer. Like last year was legitimately the, uh, probably 16 year old theme of bros icing bros. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I felt bad for a couple people. I did that too, but it was still funny. So I didn't feel that bad. Um, but, uh, the summer of 2019 was the summer of the nineties. Watched a bunch of nineties movies. And there was one that specifically stuck out. Okay. Um, no, actually, there, there there were two because one was part of the strangest uh, WGN double feature of my life, um, and that one's a much quicker story. And so I was watching TV while I was doing homework, like I th- my senior year of high school, and uh, I start channel surfing, and I catch the very beginning of the movie Three Ninjas. Oh, yes, Three Ninjas. First off, that movie's only like 77 minutes long, so they aired it in like 90 minutes. <laughs> Love with a good 77 minute movie. Um, but the, the, the weird the weird part is what movie came on directly after? They went from Three Ninjas into American History X. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so, a right turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, so we watched Three Ninjas, and like literally every time I see that movie now, I am 17 years old, like, doing my Algebra 2 homework. No, wait, I didn't take a math class my senior year because I was done. Um, doing some classes homework I'd probably avoided for, like, three weeks. And watching that, and then being like, oh, I wonder what's coming on next. And they show the commercial that says, coming up next. You know, clips, 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 American History X. I'm like... What the hell? I, oh, so now I no. just, for some strange reason, I have this connotation in my head <laughs> that every time I feel like I need to watch Three Ninjas, it's like, okay, time to watch American History X. Oh, um, oh dear. But the weirder one is, uh, I think I was nine years old. Yeah, it was that summer. The summer I was nine. Uh, went outside. My dad was off this day. Like, went outside, and I had, like, the Tiva sandals on that have, like, you know, the whole, like, the strappy sandals, not the slides. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I take a step, and I come down, and all of a sudden, just shooting, shooting pain in my right foot. That's not good. And that's how we found out I was allergic to bee stings. <sighs> it had gotten under my foot while I was, like, taking a step or something. Like, and I don't mean under, like, the, 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 the sole of the sandal. I mean somehow between my foot and the sandal. Oh, my God. How does that even happen? Uh, buddy, if I knew. Well, so, a- go back inside uh, and 
I mean, my foot swelled so much that, like, the doctor was like, yeah, he needs to stay inside because if it gets, like, too hot or too overwhelmed or anything, they were, like, it could, they were legitimately worried about, like, my foot, like, starting basically, like, cracking open and oozing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we leave the doctor and dad's like, all right, I'm going to take you to Blockbuster. We're going to get you, like, a couple movies and a game just to, you know, keep you occupied since you basically have to stay inside for, like, it was summer. And, like, I was an outdoor kid. And so basically being told you have to stay inside for five days was basically just like, oh, these are going to be the five longest days of my life. Yep. You were literally, like, seri- you were uh, you were legitimately uh, Bart from that episode of The Simpsons where he breaks his leg and they get a pool. And yeah. he can't go to the pool, uh, which is, you know, the, their takeoff of rear window. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you were literally like, I'm just going to watch everybody else have fun. I'm going to be in here. Uh, thankfully, we had this, like, addition that was on the back of the house the family was renting at the time. So, like, no one ever played in our backyard because there was this. We rented this house in this very nice neighborhood. But, like, the original owner had just never upkept with the pool and would legitimately throw, like. Uh, he cut down two trees in the backyard before he moved in. And that's just where he threw all the wood. And, like, branches and everything. So this pool was full of nothing but, like, tree branches and, like, dirt. And Dad's like, yeah, uh, we probably shouldn't have kids playing in the pool because he's basically – he was like, that's basically probably just, like, a hotel for snakes. Yeah, snakes live there, and that means I won't. Yeah, so we never hung out in our backyard, so I never had to deal with, like, hearing any kids play or anything like that. But one of the movies I rented was Little Giants. Oh, yeah. That was the Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill movie, right? Yup. Yeah. So we, when we watched that, I was 10 years old again, uh, sitting on the beanbag and uh, like just watching Little Giants again with my foot all gross. So it just very strange connotations with things like that. Yeah, I get that. Specifically those two, and, uh, you know, yeah. I still, uh, I can't, um, I can't be anywhere other than um, uh, study hall in junior high. It would be towards the end of junior high uh, when I hear the opening guitar of, that's my age again, or what's my age again? Oh yeah. When I hear that, like that immediately, like I, I, I am like the, the nostalgia pull of the opening of that song is beyond anything that I could ever possibly overcome. Uh, Boulevard of broken dreams always takes me back oh, to yeah. cleaning the kitchen of, uh, the chicken place I worked that wasn't open on Sundays Oh yeah. because it was, in such heavy rotation at that point that every time, like sometime between the nine to nine thirty range, while I like we were closed down and I was like finishing up the dishes and all that kind of crap, it would always be um like, oh, okay, so like crappy song, crappy song. I mean, you know, I, I hate our local rock station that plays like you know, I think they still consider headstrong by trapped new music. Um, so the, you know, that song would come on 
every freaking day. And uh, you know what I got real sick of real quick? Uh, Probably, probably that. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's that's a bit much. Like, that. that's like, um, uh, remember when uh, Walking on the Sun came out? Yeah. And it was, like, everywhere. Yeah. And you couldn't escape it, and you were like, All-Star was great. This is not as great. Walking on the Sun was before All-Star. Was it? Never mind. I've got mm-hmm. it backwards. Uh, which, by the way, uh, happy All-Star Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, May 4th. Uh, known worldwide by nerds everywhere as a holiday because this is the day that uh, Smash Mouth's All-Star came out. So you can look that up. It's a fact. <laughs> I used to, that used to be my, like, happy... Uh, like, it, like That used to be my May 4th post every year until uh, I started to just go back to the classic with uh, Spock. Oh yeah, because and of, when you would do the fact of the day, yeah, on the old like you know the podcast Facebook page, mm-hmm. every May Fourth was always that. Yeah, it was always uh, you know what you know what this is, so there's no point in in posting anything else because we all know what May Fourth is for. And then it was just like the screenshot of the Wikipedia for that song, and it was like release date May Fourth, nineteen ninety, whatever. And I was like, yeah, and people would like they, I had them in the first half, and then. Suckered him in uh, because I'm a troll that way. I have another very oddly specific one. Okay. Um. So, Christmas break, 1998. Uh, I got a little game that came out called Ocarina of Time. I've heard of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's okay. Um, Sold a couple copies. Yeah, I've bought it a couple times. So, took it to my uh, cousin's house, like, took my N64, packed it all up, took it to my cousin's house where I was staying for, like, a week over Christmas break. All right. And, you know, just hanging out with Elm, and literally, like, all we did, and we did everything we could to just play as much awkward, like, we were doing all the side stuff. I think one day we we no joke spent three hours trading off on fishing because you know we were twelve and thirteen at the time and that's all that really mattered. Um, but like specifically, anytime I've gone back and played the Fire Temple because that's the one that we got stuck on for some reason. Uh, but anytime we I go back and play that on any of the numerous run throughs I've done, it is me. Sitting on the floor, the basement was finished. Sitting on the floor in this, but they didn't have a t like a big TV down there. So sitting on the floor in this finished basement with a space heater and a like thirteen inch TV in my N sixty four. That sounds amazing. Oh, it was. Like that is like, and that's one of those things where it's like you don't realize that life pretty much peaks at that point. Yeah. And then you're like, well, so, uh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, the summer that, uh, I had, I played Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball for Super Nintendo. Still probably my favorite 
uh, baseball game of all time. Not robot baseball? No. Bottom of the ninth for the original PlayStation. Close second, but Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Number one. And I went through because they, they bought the Major League Baseball license, but they didn't mm-hmm. buy the Players Association license. So they had no licensed players at all, except for except Ken, Ken Griffey. Yeah. yeah. So everybody else had, had a bunch of fake names, and they were usually themed by wherever, like, all of the Red Sox were characters from Cheers. Uh, all of the Mariners were Nintendo executives because it was based in Seattle. Uh, so, like, oh. it, they, they, everybody had a theme. and But all of the players were based on their real-life counterparts. They were just, like, all their stats were right. They were just named differently. So you can see where this is going. Uh, I spent the better part of a day renaming everybody so it was accurate. Then I spent the next oh year. Oh, my God. Then I spent the next year keeping up with trades and shifting people from team to the other. Uh, And then finally, uh, I discovered the outside and (laughs) it, it sits somewhere at my parents' house. There is a cartridge that has all of the rosters through 1996 for Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball until I stopped. So I would love to be able to, to go back and see it again. But um, when I uh, when I hear, like, when, when I, like, I can't do anything with baseball with not without thinking of, man, Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball and me doing all the renaming and uh, before I had, well, no, not before I, had friends because I still don't really have friends, but you know, Hey, oh, well, I got one friend. I got you. And, uh, yeah. When I realized that, uh, girls exist and that outside is fun and I could play real baseball and, uh, not have to keep up with all of the names and the teams. So, uh, but it was a super fun project while it lasted. It was pretty rad. I was proud of myself for a while. Buddy, I'm proud of you. Like it was, it was a lot of work because I had to get everybody oh, right. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was tough. <laughs> I remember uh, I had a copy of WCW NWO Revenge. Oh, I love it. And, and uh, we actually, it was a rented copy, so my cousin didn't feel bad about it. He went through and renamed everyone. Oh, wow. everyone! Wow, every single person. But the one that really stuck out to me was he renamed Eric Bischoff Three Inch Penis Man. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's great. I wish we could get a screenshot of that and we could tweet it at him. If he still has. I remember. Oh, God, if there are any. Sorry, go on. No, I, I wish we could get that co- like track down that copy get a screenshot of it and then just tweet it at him and just be like, Hey man, (laughs) we renamed all these accurate question mark. (laughs) Asking for a friend. That would be perfect. Hashtag asking for a friend. Um, Hashtag three inch penis, man. I'm trying to remember if there are any like 
Like, if there's anything that takes me to, like, a song or anything specifically that takes me back to, like, a concert I went to. Oh, yeah. But there's honestly nothing off the top of my head like that that I can think of. Like, I mean, I remember those feelings of, like, uh, going to see, like, you know, some of my favorite bands for the first time or that kind of stuff. But, like, there's nothing that really, like, sticks out about, like opening like there's no nostalgia when i listen to music from anything like that you know yeah no same here i don't remember um, <laughs> nothing that like automatically takes me back to be like oh no. that's when i saw blah 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 for the first time or you know that's like the seventh time i saw head be so <laughs> yeah those i'm sure those kind of run together but uh, yeah all 14 shows yeah oh uh, yeah i'm sure it's hard to differentiate between all of them I still think it's crazy that that is so many times to see a band. That is so many times to go see the same band. It's a lot. Four, like, it's a lot of them. 14 is a lot. Yeah. My brother has seen Fish almost 60 times. Good God. A uh, friend of the show, Travis, has seen yeah. Dave Matthews' band almost 80. Like, okay. I feel like that's a bit much. When you get that oh, far into double digits, the, the the crazy part is that is probably nothing in some of those fandoms. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're like eighty, whatever, sixty. Get on my level, bro. Uh, I was talking to um, it was like the beer works. You've been to beer works here in town when it was open. Yeah, poop dollar, um, poop dollar. You know, that phrase will always make me think of that night. That uh, oh my god. Yeah, that's that that's a story I need to write that on the uh the live show agenda because we gotta tell oh the story god. of Poop Dalla. Because Poop Dalla is like legend. It's like a legend. Oh uh no joke. Hadn't heard him make that reference in a long time and uh Kyle actually did like one day last week and was like, What the fuck? That's so awesome. I, I th- that's like one thing that will unite the three of us forever, whether we want it to or not. Like the <laughs> oh, three of us, for sure. The three of us, like any time that the three of us see each other, and there's a lull in the conversation, or you want to change the conversation at any point, all any one of the three of us has to do is just go poop dollar, and then like immediately we'll all just start laughing and just whatever. Like it, it's it's a it's an instant conversation changer. God, I love poop so- dollar. So I'm over at Beer Works, and no joke, I wasn't even trying to tie this in until I remembered this. I was having dinner there, grabbing a drink before I went to go see Head PE uh, ah. here in town, and uh, was one of the cooks from upstairs came down, and like for some reason she came and asked how my food was, and I was like, oh, it's good, and she had a fish t-shirt, and I was like, oh, yeah. Because legitimately, my brother was driving to Alabama the next day to catch, no joke, he was catching fish in Alabama one night, Atlanta in two nights, and then Nashville another night. He was seeing them like four times in six days. Jeez. And I was like, yeah, I think my brother's cracking 50. Uh, oh, she was like, yeah, um, I'm actually going to the Knoxville sh- or the Nashville show. That's going to be somewhere in like the 250 to 260 range for me. Like, that's just, that's so many times. It, like, and the average ticket to one of those shows is like 80 bucks. Well, and I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and say it, like, Fish is not that great. 
Yeah, you're going to get a different show every time you see them, but how different, like, you're going to hear different songs, but it's like, how many different jams can there fucking be? It's like them and, and like, the people that go see The Grateful Dead a whole lot, like, I just, they're not that good. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say it, they're not great. Like, uh, go see them once. That's pretty much it. Yeah, like, uh, my friend Matt at work, he's seen you. You ever heard of Widespread Panic? Uh, I've heard of, I've heard of. They're another one of those, like, jam bands. Yeah, I've heard of them. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I caught them 13 times on one tour. And I'm just like, fucking why? Yeah, that, that makes no sense. But, I mean, average, we'll say 82 bucks. For a ticket, realistically. That's the first of all, um, that's stupid money. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about Travis and his 80 Dave Matthews shows. He never does lawn. He always gets seats wherever he goes. And because they don't play like they don't play indoor shows anymore. Well, they no. only do like outdoor. And I'm just like, because that place has got tired of fumigating afterwards because they stink. <laughs> well, go out on the lawn, hippies. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, at this point, it's been so long since I've paid to go to, like, a huge show at either an arena or anything like that, where it's like, you know, when Static X had their, like, tribute show to Wayne Static, it was one of those things where I was like, uh, like, 35 bucks, like, that's a decent chunk of change. And then my friend who works at the venue got us in for free. So that. But, you know, like, for me, it's just, like, I, 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 there's, like, I, I, I straight up, like, uh, Thanksgiving Eve 2017, I straight up almost skipped a head PE show, because I was just, like, eh. Like, I've, I've, I've seen them a whole bunch of times at this point. Like, do I really need to go again? And then friend of the show, Sean, like, I messaged him that day, and I was like, hey, because I mentioned it to him, like, the day before, and he's like, I think I want to go to head PE. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I mentioned it to him again the day of the show. I was like, hey, man, you sure you want to do the show? We could do like this or this. And he's like, dude, I really want to go to a concert. Okay. And of course, I went and had a great time. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, even then it was like, I've seen this band so many times. I know I got completely off topic about what we were going to talk about. And we ended up ranting about other stuff, including one of our favorite phrases of all time. It's, it's almost like you've never heard the show before. Yeah, and that's what point. we do. Um, so <laughs> yeah, um, remind me. I'm gonna. I got to start writing our new uh, live format, and I got to oh, put. Yeah. I got to put the legend of Poop Dalla in there. <laughs> the legend of Poop Dalla. Yeah, it's for real. Like there are there are like a few cornerstone building block stories of our friendship over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is. The birthday story. World's greatest birthday story. Uh, one of them is Poop Dalla. So oh, like, yeah. they're, they're just, they're building blocks that explain why we are the way we are <laughs> in our friendship. So I feel like they're important to tell, but the way we don't, we're not giving them away for free. You got to go to the live show because they're, they're really, really funny. So it'll be a good time if we can ever do one again. Yeah. We're trying, for the love of God, we're trying. We'll cuss at your cons, people. Yeah. 
Like, you know, like our good friends over at LCTC have already reached back out to us saying we have uh, that they've booked us for their convention this yeah, year. We will be what September 9th through the 12th. Yes, sir. Uh, in historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky for they've announced uh, they were doing some Star Wars guest announces today. They were a couple that I was like, damn. Some pretty weird impressive. Way to celebrate a uh, weird way to celebrate Smash Mouth Day, but whatever. I know, Not yeah. Smash Mouth. Yeah, All Star Day. Day. Yeah, and uh, you know they're, they're they're going down the Karate Kid, and uh, I saw they rebooked um, Richard Karn and um, uh, Debbie no. Messing. No, no Dunning. Yeah, that sounds right. Deborah Messing is the one from Will and Grace. I think. Yeah, yeah, and. They announced my boy Alan Richson is going to yeah, be back. Right. So, yeah, we'll be there doing some fun stuff. Uh, we'll be having some fun there. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be real, though. It might be more of a 10th through the 12th. Not sure we're going to make a Thursday night appearance. No, but... I don't think a Thursday night appearance is probably in the books. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it'll be it'll be a damn. We're going to have some uh, fun activities that we're going to be doing. We're going to be giving away some merch. We're going to be... Uh, Posted a lot because we're going to have some fun convention games to be played. Uh, it's going to be pretty rad. Yeah, we might be having uh, we might be having a partnership with someone here in town as a little like lead up to give some uh, insight on some people that are going to be some like people over on Artist Alley. But more Uh-oh. info to come on that. Yeah. So that'll be something we can talk about down the line. Yeah, that'll be coming up. Uh, it'll be something uh, to build up over the summer. It's going to be great. Um, and who knows if, uh, we get someone that's announced on, uh, on the show, you know, for Ooh. the convention, we might be able to pull a few strings and actually have a couple uh, people show up here. Who knows? Got some favors to call in. I don't know. And we got one or two. We one got or one two. or two. Yeah. One or two. So, you know, we'll see what happens. A bright outlook though, coming up. So should be fun. Book us at your conventions. Hear us talk about poop, Dalla. Shit, I will Get go. Get free stuff from us. I will go one better, and I will say, I will go one more, maybe not better, but I will say, if you tell us what conventions you want to see us at, we will reach out to them to try and get. Um, this is also true. So you, you tell us what conventions uh, that you want us to, you want to see us at, and uh, we will reach out to them and try and make it happen. Because we're that dedicated. Also, we are not against going to porn conventions. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Conventions of all kinds. I know. I'm sad that they canceled the uh, Little People of America convention. You were just trying to see Little Miss again, weren't you? Oh, dude. So I was, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't really do Facebook anymore, right? Yeah. And so I'm on the fence about if I should start it again, because after talking to dear friend and half of tag team DC Glenn, uh, talking about social media and, you know, how you use it and this and that. I'm like, well, maybe I need to use it, but, you know, use it in a different way. And so I've been going in the last couple of days and I've been like weeding out my friends list. Right. Uh-huh. I haven't been posting anything. I haven't been looking at anything. I've like literally gone to my profile friends, view all friends. And I've just been like, del- I've deleted like 75 people so far. Just making sure I'm still on there. Uh, where I'm like, don't know them, don't know them, haven't talked to them in forever, haven't talked to them forever. Yeah, you're still on there. Don't even act like you're not. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
but like when I hit friends, it gives you suggestions. And oh yeah, like hold on, I'm gonna send you a picture. Let me see if I can find it like fast. Um, I'm gonna send you a picture because somebody came up on my like people you may know, zero mutual friends, so like no reason to be a suggestion for me. Mm-hmm. And so I have spent two days uh, with this profile pulled up on a tab. <laughs> oh, let's see what this is. Yeah, take a guess. And that's uh, so. I've just had a separate tab open where I hit right click and I put open in new tab. And I've just been <laughs> continuing to go through my friends list, like pruning out my friends list while I've left that one open. And I'm like, we're just going to stay there for a little while. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to hang out there. Uh, so that I, I thought that was funny. But uh, anyway, I'm just, I haven't decided yet if I'm coming back, but we'll see. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, yeah, never left. I just didn't want to be there anymore. But I don't know. I, I, I think maybe if I just prune out all the people that I, you know, I didn't interact with or I don't like the shit they post or whatever – and that, like I've, I haven't seen them in five years and haven't talked to them in five years. I can probably unfriend them and have it be okay. Yeah, I need to do something similar because like when I made the non real name account, like one of the things I really wanted to do was like keep the number of people I follow and that kind of bullshit down. And yeah, uh, I now have two hundred and fifty three friends. Like I need to, uh, that needs to, that needs to go away. Like that just needs to drop. Yeah. See, like you're, but you're ahead of me right now. I'm at like four, I think I'm at, I'm down to four fifteen. Um, so I need to keep going, but, uh, we're not, we're just not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But anyway, sorry. Now I took us on a tangent. I'm sorry. That's what we do. Because we still got to talk about what what else you texted me today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. sorry. That's a that's a secret of the use reference for the people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why don't you tell? Why don't you clue everybody in about the text? Not that one, but the other one. <laughs> um. So some news kind of dropped earlier today. That and you know it's it's a game we've talked about on on the show before. Uh, some news dropped today that Sony bought the the rights to Sunset Overdrive. That's interesting, which is super weird and kind of strange because they didn't get the original. So who knows if they're just going to do like a. Like, I, I guess a remaster. Was it really a remaster if it's an Xbox Series X game? Or is it just a port? Like, or are they going to do a sequel? So, it got me thinking that there have been some, like, really strange instances of uh, game sequels or, like, something in, like, a line of gaming that has crossed over. And there's been a sequel that, like, wasn't even in, you know, I'm not talking about, like, well, you know, the sequel to Legend of Zelda 2 was on the Super Nintendo. Like, that's still in the Nintendo family. I'm talking yeah. about, like, 
if it goes from like this instance from PlayStation to Xbox or like Xbox to PlayStation, like the weird shit like that. And about how that just doesn't really like add up or like follow that way of thinking. So yeah. And, uh, I know we've both got a couple we wanted to talk about, but I'm a, I'm gonna let you handle it first. Big dog. Yeah. Uh, cause the one that immediately jumped out to me on this is of course, uh, the first and to date only game that I've ever played with a one handed mode. <laughs> Read into that, what you will. Uh, because yeah. I got I got nothing I got nothing else for that one. I mean I don't know what else to tell you that it's got a friggin' one handed mode. Uh, originally, uh, the, well, it, it was just odd that the sequel showed up as a Nintendo exclusive. Because wasn't it yeah. a Wii U exclusive or was it just a it was Wii? A Wii U? It was a Wii U exclusive. Uh, Bayonetta. Um, and then Bayonetta 2 was a Wii U exclusive, which made no yeah. sense. No sense at all. Uh, the, the story behind it's actually kind of fascinating. Because they were designing it for PS2. Then that fell through. So they were designing it for Xbox. Then that fell through. But there was like a rights issue. So they basically had to rebuild the game from the ground up for the Wii U. And Nintendo was basically just like, uh, we'll, 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 we'll take this. That's, it's so, it's just such a weird, weird, when they, then when they were like, oh, Bayonetta 2 is coming, and you're like, okay, great, on the Wii U, and you're like, really? Like, it's a very, very non-Nintendo game. Yeah. And, well, here we are. Like, this sure is a thing we're doing yeah, for like, some reason? Yeah, I have no idea why, but we are porting, or not porting, but like like porting the franchise over to Wii U. And then yeah. eventually it came out as like a two-pack on, I want to say, did it come out as a two-pack on Xbox? Uh, or PS4 no, or something? It, it, Two back on uh, the original Bayonetta, they did a they called the ten year anniversary of whatever the game company is, and it was the original Bayonetta and Vanquish. Uh, uh, the the two pack there were actually there were versions of Bayonetta two that came with a disc version of the original Bayonetta, and then the re release of Bayonetta two on Switch came with a download code for the original Bayonetta. Uh, I think you know. I think you know which one I have. Yeah. I'm a man of physical media. So absolutely. Yeah. I swear. I thought it was on Xbox or PS4. I'm, I'm making stuff up. I don't know. I don't, let me check. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm looking it up on Amazon and it's not on okay. Amazon anywhere else. So yeah, no, I'm just wrong. <laughs> I, just I think you might be thinking of that Bayonetta, um, Vanquish two pack. Yeah. I think that I, I think so. I'm just, I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just, it's, just, it's so weird. Weird. It I is. I don't, uh. and now I realize I'm finding there's a movie called Bayonetta Bloody Fate. Not your, don't need to watch that. It's a, just don't need to watch that. It's, it's an hour and a half. 
for some reason they got an hour and a half movie out of Bayonetta. Well, you know, it's rated. Game had a one game had a one handed mode, so yeah, it's rated TV. I mean, I guess that's the no handed mode. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, uh. but yeah, that's my that's my uh, my second biggest example. Because mm-hmm. I've got one that I did a little digging into it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right." So I'll get to that in a minute, though. No, go ahead. I'm actually really intrigued. Uh, because when I was a kid, I used to buy, I used to pay the extra money from uh, when I used to mop up the uh, McDonald's lobby, pretending I was Huey Lewis singing to Gwyneth Paltrow, um, mm-hmm. learning all the words to cruising. Um, I used to pay the extra couple bucks for the PlayStation magazine that had the, the disc with it. Yeah. So you could play demos and shit. And one, one issue, it was like, you need to get issue number seven because the, or five or whatever it was, because the demo disc that it comes with has the playable demo of the formerly all Nintendo franchise and uh, the Nintendo family of, of systems. But it's finally the next gen version is coming to PlayStation and it's called Metal Gear Solid. Yep. And I'm like, well, I got to play this game. And I did. And it was the first game that I ever went to um, EB Games or uh, Software, etc. and put $5 down to reserve it. And they gave me a t-shirt that was white, that had the logo on the front and the red exclamation point on the back, which was an extra large. So, of course, I used it as a bed sheet for the first uh, two years <laughs> before it wore out. And... I wish I had that shirt now because I could probably sell it for something, but I wonder what that goes for. I'm going to eBay that here in a minute, but yeah. So, uh, I, I, it took me a minute to remember that the Nintendo, uh, Nintendo systems were the home of metal gear, um, for like for, for uh, until metal gear solid. And then it became a PlayStation exclusive for a while. So, yeah, Metal Gear was, uh, was, I had forgotten, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I have to eat my words on a game I thought I was going to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I really have to eat my words, because I straight up thought that, um, Left 4 Dead 2 came to, uh, PS3, but it did not. But I, I it's like a, a, a Mandela effect for me because like I genuinely can remember being in a Circuit City, seeing a copy of Left 4 Dead 2 on the original, uh, or not the original, but PS3. Um, th- there are a couple I can like touch on quickly. They aren't games I played, but I know it was kind of a big deal for I think it was Final Fantasy 13 which was the first one to ever be playable on an Xbox console. Ah, yeah, those Final Fantasy was, nerds love 
Love to talk was, about that shit. It was one disc on PS3. It was four on 360. Jeez. And uh, same thing with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were both PlayStation 2 exclusives. But then when 3 came out, it was playable on PS4 and uh, Xbox One, which, again, kind of weird. Uh, I guess Square just decided that they really like money. Yeah, that'll happen. I think that, uh, like, I, I remember at one point the Cliffy B, when Gears 3 was getting ready to come out, he talked about how he was working on trying to get a Gears of War trilogy on PS3. Huh. But apparently Microsoft put the kibosh on that real fucking quick. Well, um, they got what they got uh, coming to them now that, uh, you know, Bill Gates is going to get divorced. So, yeah, I'm trying to think like I, I know I'm missing something. Um, How long, by the way, do you think uh, it's going to take for Microsoft to buy Tinder now that uh, Bill Gates is single? <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than like he just he gets divorced and all of a sudden it's like uh, Microsoft has purchased Hinge. Yeah. Uh, or I also noticed that it's kind of weird, eerie timing that uh, the Queen is now single. Yeah. And now Bill Gates uh, is single. Uh, they're going all in for it, man. By the way, I'm pissed off now because I can only find one of those T-shirts for sale online, like the entire Internet, and it's seventy five dollars. Really? And I'm pissed off because, like, I can only literally find one for sale. Uh, no, buddy. You don't, <sighs> you don't get to be upset about that. Uh, do you want to hear, do you want to hear what makes me upset? Yeah. What makes you upset? The game I've talked about a little before is a, uh, a game called Rule of Rose. PlayStation 2 kind of survival horror-esque game. Uh, $40, what I bought for it. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends said, sent me this review that wasn't very kind about it. And I just thought, I was like, okay, you know, I'm mediocre. I'm feeling mediocre about this game. I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, I saw a copy of it over at uh, old CM Games in in the mall. G- just guess. Just guess how much. Uh, I'm going to guess like 150. I'm going to go for the moon and say 150. That's the moon? Yeah. For a forty dollars and twenty dollars, holy balls! It is one of, if not the rarest game on PlayStation Two, because it sold so poorly that they didn't like. There was never a second run of it, so there. I think there were only something like it's the same issue with Mystical Ninja. Yeah, the only ten thousand units sold in North America. God, ten thousand. That's unreal. So. Yeah, uh, $720. It also bums me out because, you know, the GameCube collection's real. The GameCube collection is uh, always growing. Yeah, it is. I've been there when um, it's grown. You have. I think a couple of times now. Yeah. So, yeah. A game I've really wanted to get. Like, one of the things, top things I wanted to purchase is a game called Chibi Robo. C-H-I-B-I-R-O-B-O. Yeah. I purchased it out of a clearance bin at Toys R Us for $10. Fantastic game. Kind of like platformer. We- like weird, weird stuff. 
I was like, oh, surely, you know, if it's like 50, 60 bucks, whatever, I'm willing to pay for it because it was one of my favorite games. I sold it when I was like, because I got my 360 and my Wii so close together that I just, like, I sold off. I was an idiot. I sold off all my original Xbox shit, all my GameCube shit, all my PS2 shit at the same time. I'm an idiot. It's the best generation of gaming, in my opinion, and I sold all of it. Wow. So, um, Chibi Robo is now $250. Jeez. Hoping to hit that Mega Millions tonight and, you know, going to buy me some copies of it. Mm. Well, you know, fingers crossed. Let's hope. So what's the what's the verdict on sequels crossing companies and systems like positive, negative, somewhere in between? Here's the thing. I'm 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 for it in certain instances because there are and this is something we could do that like this this is a topic we really should touch on about like if other game companies should buy because uh, I think someone just bought like a license to a game that had oh someone bought the Time Splitters license recently ah uh, but a, a, a topic for a few weeks down the road would be if someone bought a dead game franchise what would you want it to be or like who would you want to be the ones to purchase it that's an interesting question. Um, cause literally more than like any other game right now, I just want to play lollipop chainsaw. Yes. It's not backwards compatible. It's one of the like 30 games, not backwards compatible on Xbox one. That's and weird. I cannot, cannot bring myself to buy a 360 just to play it. So you're telling me that. Of all the of all the not great games that are backwards compatible, that yeah. a great fun game like Lollipop Chainsaw is not backwards compatible. That has uh, had a resurgence in popularity because do you know who one of the main writers was? Who? James Gunn. Ah. Uh, it was like because there were issues with that and. Favorite survival horror, favorite horror game of one of the favorite horror games of the entire show, Alan Wake. Yeah, music rights with that, and I have no clue what the rights issues with Lollipop Chainsaw are, but it's one of the very few games I looked up if there was like anything coming on it, like nothing. So, uh, and it's not like that company hasn't had successful games. They've made like the No More Heroes franchise. They've done, like, a whole bunch of other shit, so it's just kind of weird that they have done, like, that this is the one they've just kind of sat on. Yeah, that's odd. And, I mean, you you know me. You saw me. Like, Still the same OG. Um, uh, <laughs> it. I missed it last week. Apparently I missed it last week, and I'll be damned if I'm going to miss it two weeks in a row. I'm better than that. Um, Not much better, but I'm better than that. Like, do you remember? Like, you saw me get hyped. Because there was that one girl at LCTC yeah. every year that had the awesome Juliet Starling cosplay. Yeah, she was fantastic. That's that's not me being thirsty. That's not me talking about this girl at all. That is me like legitimately two trillion percent saying, "Holy shit, her fucking cosplay yeah, rocked!" Because it was like she stepped out of the game. Like it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was that good. 
the like paper mache head she had for the like the the boyfriend even had the little like thing at the bottom that she put on there to like make sure the head can still like talk and like it was she had gone out of her way to make sure like that it was I don't know do you still say screen accurate at that point uh I don't know but I I would just say yeah I would say we're just one hundred percent it it was it was completely accurate like it was. <laughs> I went to a convention uh, in 2012 where they were promoting Lollipop Chainsaw, and her costume looked better than the boot girl <laughs> they had promoting the game. That's that's so great. So, I, I I want something done with that property. I'm happy something's happening with the Sunset Overdrive property because it's been I think close to five five. No, I'm still yeah, I'm still living with Kyle. So seven years since something's been done with that game. Gosh, it's so that's a long ass time. Uh, so I mean, it's just I want like I, and this is going to be a topic that we have to we have to circle back around to this because I think it's a great idea, and it's going to force us to kind of go out of our comfort zone and look up like game developer companies as well. Oh, so, dear. oh dear, research. Oh no. Ugh. We have to do work. Uh, well, that's future us's problem. No, oh, yeah, fuck future us. Yeah, those guys. Suck. But in the meantime, I'm kind of tapped. Unless you have anything else. Um. Well, then that means. I guess that means we're done. Because we're it out does. Of, we're out of time. So, uh, I guess with that. Um, patreon.com slash fwb podcast uh you can every dollar that we raise on patreon uh every new subscriber this month will uh purchase dogecoin to uh hopefully multiply in the future they got money for dogs now they sure shit do and uh but no give us a like give us a share share uh, an episode if you if you like what you hear share us with a friend and uh, if you, you don't like what you hear, share it with somebody you hate, uh, because that's the best gift you can give to us. If you know of a convention that you want us to uh, try and be present and accounted for at, send us uh, that information. You can either uh, text it to the show phone number. You can uh, come at us at any of our social medias, because we're always on, we're on everything, pretty much. Um, yeah, we so really are. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, in on the Insta, um, wherever the hell else we are. I don't know. All those places. You can uh, text us. You can tweet us. You can tout us. Uh, we will find it. Uh, you can, if you know one of us, you can text one of us. But we want to be at conventions. We've been bottled up for too long, and we got to bring our madness out to the people. So help us bring our madness to the people. Yes, help us be there. Uh, we want to be where the people are, yes. as the Little Mermaid says. Don't even uh-huh. get me started on the Little Mermaid. I'm going to talk about how Under the Sea is the dirtiest, filthiest song that was ever written. So finish us up so I don't get on that rant. So, my friends, until then, stay safe, stay happy. Hashtag FWB Podcast on all your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, as always... 
if you put hashtag FWPodcast in your dating profile on any social media or any social media, any dating app, we'll send you some free stuff, uh, something designed specifically for you. And in the the meantime, guys, thanks for being our Hold on, I actually forgot about something I really want to touch on. Uh, also, if you're using hashtag, hashtag D for FWB would be fantastic. We're still trying to get Fred Durst on the show. Yes, we so, still need to get Fred Durst on this show. There's only one way the Instagram memes are stopping. So Yeah. And hey, I recently hey, counted, I have 450 saved. Jesus. <laughs> no end so in sight. in the meantime, thank you for being our friends. With benefits.